This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Put your headphones on, sync your Bluetooth to your car radio, turn up the volume while you're at home. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. Before I get into anything about the Blues versus the Jets game last night, I just want to say an early thank you for everybody that downloaded the podcast this year. Had a great, great year. It was definitely the drop's best year ever. I'm going to have some totals at the end of the year of how many downloads I received. And it's all thanks to you guys. You guys allow me to come into your life to talk about Blues hockey, to talk about important things around the NHL. It's just an honor to do that, and I do it for you guys, and I can't thank you enough. You guys are the reason I do this. Well, let's get into the Blues game. The Blues played the Jets last night, and I'm sure most of us remember the last time the Blues played the Jets. Patrick Laine had five goals. The Blues, for some reason, maybe thought he was a ghost because it didn't seem like they noticed him on the ice. When you have a guy get five goals and he's open constantly, and actually, he probably could have got six or seven if you watched the game, but it was a dismal game for the defense. It would be a different story last night. The D looked pretty dang good. It was a full 60 minutes of play. The Blues had to do that against this Winnipeg team. They are one of the best teams in the league. But the story of the game was Jake Allen. Jake Allen played lights out against one of the top teams in the league. You know, a lot of the narrative, and you guys heard me talk about it, is how terrible Jake Allen is. He's just a terrible goalie, always plays bad. It's his fault when they lose, even if it's two to one, one to nothing. He just didn't carry him. He didn't come up with a big save. But Jake has played very good in his last 13 games. In his last 13 games, his goals against is 2.23. Somebody on Twitter called that average. No, that's pretty damn good. And his save percentage in those 13 games is 917. I think I'll take that. So Jake has played very, very well. As I said, he's played in 21 games. He started 20 of them. Here are some good numbers to look at for his first eight games. Yeah, he had some bad moments, and he did have some bad games. But in five of the losses in his first eight games, he allowed three goals or less. Now, that's not great. That's good. That's average. But it's not great. But it's not as bad as people say Jake Allen is. If you're allowing three goals a game, it at least gives your team somewhat of an opportunity to win the game. Does that put him at the top echelon when he allowed those three goals in five of those first eight games? Of course it doesn't. Plus, his save percentage was really, really bad. But the narrative that Jake Allen is a terrible goalie this year does not fly. He's had spots of being bad. He really has, and I'm not going to deny that. But people can't see past that. But as I stated, 
His save percentage is .917, and his goals against is 2.23 in his last 13 games. If you tell me Jake Allen's going to play that for most of the year and show up like that in most of the games, which he has, I'll take that all year long. So let's stop the narrative of Jake Allen's a terrible goalie and can't win. He can't carry us. He can't get into the playoffs. And that's another ridiculous thing. Are you guys aware that in 22 playoff games that he's played in, his save percentage is 922 and his goals against is 2.10? I would call that a clutch playoff goaltender. Some of you may not, but I would say that's pretty damn good. That's really good. In fact, his last year he was in the playoffs, which was 2016-2017, they played the Minnesota Wild. And if it wasn't for Jake Allen, the Blues don't get past that series. And can you imagine how bad it would have been against the Predators after that in the second round if Jake Allen hadn't played well? He started 11 games in those two series. As I said, had a 1.96 goals against and a save percentage of 935. But the team was 6-5. and five. Is that Jake Allen's fault? No, it's not. Were the Predators a good team that year? Oh, yeah, they were. When your goalie, when he gets in the playoffs, has a goals against of 2.10 and a save percentage of .922, that's pretty good in my mind. I wanted to mention those stats because of some things I've said. Some people are telling me that Jake's terrible in the playoffs. He's played bad this year so on and so forth. So I just wanted to add that in there. And those are stats that I can't lie about. They're there. Look them up. Go to hockeyreference.com and look them up. So let's go ahead and get into this Winnipeg game. The Blues needed a big effort by the D and by Jake Allen. And they definitely got it. Winnipeg put pressure on Jake in the first period. But man, he stood tall. On for Kyle Connor. He'll drop it off to Little. A shot and a save by Allen. And that puck is loose under his pad, I believe, as Vince Dunn was there as well. But Darren, that's about the third point blank shot against Jake Allen. Yeah, and from the defenseman as well, as I mentioned before, once Kyle Connor gains the zone, Little's there with the shot, and then the rebound followed up there by Myers. Blues lose it. Ehlers oh! right in line. Save by Jake Allen with his glove. And Jake the Snake fired out the mid, fired out the left toe, and another turnover in the golden area of the ice right there. And what a classic save. What a brilliant save, though. Huh? Is that fun to watch? I stated earlier that the defense played pretty good, and they did. But they still had a couple mistakes where they allowed guys to stand around with the puck, or they allowed passes to go through. Guys were open. But in that first period, Jake Allen stood strong. Not some average saves, some very good saves. And those weren't the only really good opportunities. And they outshot the Blues 13-10. to So going out of the first, we're tied at 0-0. to Which one of these teams is going to get the first goal? Because the way this game is going, whoever gets the first goal is going to have a huge advantage at winning this game. In my mind, the Blues took over the second period. They outshot Winnipeg 13-7. to And Colton Pareko, who needs to shoot a lot more when he gets that puck, a lot of times can be hesitant. Skates around a little bit, looking for the perfect pass. He didn't this time, and he was able to put the puck past Connor Hellebuck to put the Blues up one to nothing. 
A minute to go in the Blues power play. They set it up again. Pareko the drive. He scores! From the point, it was tipped on the way through. And the Blues, a power play goal lead, 1-0. Love the way that he took the initiative right there with no hesitation. And Shen gave them the pass, and Pareko just lets this one rip. And whether or not it's tipped in front of it, it does not matter. As long as your point man is directing the shot and no hesitation. One move, and I thought that maybe it went off the leg of Alexander Steen. It was either his or Brian Little that was ahead of him there, number 18. Well, that puck didn't go off of anybody. They initially gave the goal to Steen but it was definitely Pareko's goal, and the Blues are up one to nothing. If he could do that more often and take control back there by the blue line when he gets that puck on those long shots, he's got a heavy, heavy shot. And a lot of times, even if there's not guys screening in front, it can fool the goaltender a little bit. That goal would be Pareko's fifth goal of the year. Power play goal, assist by Shin is 10th, assist by Piran is 8th. 14 minutes, 56 seconds in, the Blues are up one to nothing. And as I stated, the Blues outshot them 13 to seven in the second period and really outplayed Winnipeg big time. After this point, Jake Allen took over this game. He made a great save at the end of the second period with just about 53 seconds left. And then he made another one at the end of the third to seal this win for the Blues. Here come the Jets back in. Shifley to the back. Sherrod, a drive, and a save by Allen, maybe off the mask. Oh, is it ever? And that has clipped his face mask. They're going to blow that one down. What a howitzer by Ben Sherrod. I mean, he got everything on this thing. Had to be in excess of 100 miles an hour. One-timer as he steps into it just inside the blue line. And Jake doesn't know what land he is by the time this puck just buzzes by his ear. I'm sure he's smelling rubber by the time it clips the mask. The end of the period, 50 seconds left, a big save right there. Walked in by Connor, and then to Wheeler. In the slot, and dropped by Shackley. What a save by Jake Allen. Are you kidding me? On a one-timer. Not a lot of offense from the Blues, but we all know Winnipeg's a good team. So this had to be one of the best games the Blues have played this year. Let's go ahead and get to the stats of the game. Shots on goal, 27 for the Blues, 26 for the Jets. The Blues just dominated the face-off circle. 62% for the Blues, 38% for the Jets. The Blues had two power play opportunities. They capitalized on one of them. And the Jets were 0 for 6 in their power play opportunities. The Jets outhit the Blues 20 to 14. The Blues had 22 blocks. The Jets had 6. The Blues had 15 giveaways. And the Jets had 12. Let's head into the post game interviews with Jake Allen, Robert Bertuzzo, and of course, Coach Berube. No, it's something we, we definitely want to take pride in is being a good defensive group. And, uh, you know, we weren't happy with what happened at home last game, obviously. And, uh, you know, guys stepped up and, and made hard plays in hard areas and um, tried to take a lot of their shooting areas away. And, um, you know, Jake was huge. And, um, you know, it was a good defensive win for our team. What happened between you and Line there right after the penalty, um, after they got the power point? What, what was going on? Not much, um, you know, just two guys battling, um, you know, battling for space off a draw, and then uh, you know, a couple cross checks exchanged, and that's pretty much it. How sore is your leg or foot after blocking a few of those shots? Especially uh, you know, fortunately for tonight, they didn't uh, catch me in the bad areas, so um, it's the ones that don't hit the padding that hurt the most. So um, you know, came out unscathed, and uh, you don't say that a lot when you're in front of that guy's shot. So the penalty kill tonight had to come through again and again and again. 
What was working tonight? Um, you know what? We had we had guys willing to sacrifice out there. Um, you know, getting Steiner back is huge for our group, and not just on the PK, just as a group. As a group, he uh, you know. You know he's a, he's a heartbeat of our team, and it's great to have him back. And he's huge on the PK, and O'Reilly's winning draws, and um, you know guys are getting in front of shots, and Jake's making huge saves. So it's all a recipe for uh, you know for a good PK. Uh, they don't shoot for no reason. They wait to their opportunities. They're a smart team, very offensive team, and uh, you know we had to shut them down. It was a challenge, especially after the last game, what they did to us in our bit rink. So it's a big way to get a win. After the last game, they scored eight in the last game to shut him out. Yeah. This time, how, how big a difference defensively does that to speak to? You know, I think a little bit of luck. Plus, you know, uh, to get eight goals, you need a little bit of luck too. And you know, it's a lot of hard work by a lot of guys. And you know, I think it's it means a means a lot to us right now. You know, especially in the position we're in, to beat uh, one of the best teams in the league and, and it's a really tough building. Is is good for us? Penalty kill is great. Too, you have to do too much of the penalty yeah. kill again. Yeah, it's a. It's a theme right now. Uh, the philosophy, I mean, they, they had eight the last game, none tonight. What, what if anything, changed? Uh, what, what do we mean? What? The, the last time you played Winnipeg, oh. it was at Eagle. Now you shut them out. No, and, it's just different circumstances. I mean, but we checked. We were tight tonight. You know, we um, did a real good job of, you know, our tracking, our gaps, and not giving them, you know, free looks in the slot. Uh, we were a lot tighter. How key was Bertuzzo's uh, block shots? Yeah, well, he did a great job. He's a he's a great penalty killer, and he plays a plays a solid game for us defensively. That hit by Nolan at the start was that a play that set a set a tone for this game? Well, I think it's important. I mean, uh, we want to be physical, and um, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta. Um, be physical on good players. You got to take the body on them, and you got to be tight on them. And uh, it was, you know, it's, it was good. I thought it was a clean hit. It shouldn't have been a penalty. And then coming off of that, getting Portuzo and Line getting it together, and you get Line out of the way for a while. That was negating the power, their power play at the same time. That yeah, also I mean, it's out. all good stuff. I mean, guys are emotional and involved in the game, and that's that's a that's a key. We're competing. We competed tonight, and. Uh, we worked. We worked and competed as a team tonight. Other than the penalties, was this the kind of game you'd like to you'd like to see? Well, you got to. There's there's times where you really got to do a good job uh, checking like this, and you know I would like to see us score some more goals. That's for sure. We you know I think we can still do a, a better job of shooting more pucks and getting to the net more offensively. The last time you were here, you kind of a good 40 minutes, a bad 20 minutes. They were not as good 20 minutes. Do you feel this whole game, they kept it up? They kept. The I th yeah, I thought it was a 60-minute game. Uh, I thought that we, like I said, we competed and worked for 60 minutes tonight. Jake's played tonight, some big saves yep. in there. Well, he kept us in it. A, uh, uh, first period, we, we gave him a few looks from turnovers, and uh, they got a couple good looks, and we had some big saves. Yes, for some reason, the Blues have had to kill a lot of penalties. Some of the penalties being called should have been called. Others, like the one with Nolan, that's a clean hit. I don't know how any referee can look at that and think that's not a clean hit. This league needs to get this fixed. What's a penalty? What's not a penalty? What's boarding? What isn't boarding? What's goalie interference? What's not goalie interference? This league has a huge issue with it, and it's going to come down to where it's going to affect a really, really big game this year. 
and I really hope it doesn't, but I have a strange feeling a bad penalty call is going to do that. But the penalty kill was really good. I'm sure they got really worn out having to fight six opportunities, but they looked really, really good. Bertuzzo was the block master, just had a lot of good blocks, played very, very well in this game last night. Jake Allen, though, with the star of the game, with the shutout, he moves to third on the Blues list with 17 shutouts. He passes Glenn Hall. He just has to catch up to Halak and Elliott, and as long as he stays with the Blues, I can see him doing that. The Blues coming up tomorrow will have a game against the Canucks. Looking forward to that game. But the Canucks also having some issues. They've been sporadic up and down. It's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde like the Blues have been. But the Canucks will still be a tough test for the Blues. The Blues will have to play another strong game like they did Friday night. This team needs to really go on a winning streak. Or if they don't go on a long winning streak, win three games, lose one. Win four games, lose one or two. They need to do something like that to really get themselves back into a playoff hunt. If they can't do that, they're not going to make the playoffs this year, and they're going to stay one of the worst teams in the league. It's so frustrating to see games like the Toronto game at the beginning of the year, to see games like last night's game, to where they just look really, really good, defense dominating, Jake Allen dominating. They eke it out with a goal. We need them to be consistent. And that's what's been missing. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy. Let's put a winning streak together, get back in the playoff hunt, and let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.